Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. talk to you from one of our values. We're still in our series called Transformation Starts Here. And Transformation Starts Here, as I've been telling you these last two weeks, is about um, our core values here at TCF. And that we have new people that's here. So some of you, you don't know the why behind why we do what we do and why God has called this church and this community for such a time as this. And so my job as the leader and the under shepherd is to give you the why behind what we do here and that you, may under, and that you may understand the culture of Transformation Christian Fellowship and that you can take the same culture, which are just principles, and apply this in the, in the sphere of influence that you influence around you. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, you are an influencer. You do have influence. If you're a parent, you have influence. If you have any type of, uh, of, of, of a person that comes to you for advice or anything like that, you do have influence over them. Ladies and gentlemen, you influence the world that is around you. And so because of that, it is my prayer that by you understanding this, that we will continue to carry and build upon what God has established for these last seven years and we'll take it into the future. Amen. And so last week we talked about we are not consumers, we're contributors. And we talked about the importance of committing uh, to the house of God, TCF, committing to what God is calling us to do uh, 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 and committing through our giving and our generosity. And we were really transparent. And this week we want to continue to build upon that with a message um, about honoring one another. Here, another core value here at our church, ladies and gentlemen, is that an agent of change honors one another to glorify God. An agent of change honors one another to glorify God. 
Now, our vision, I, want, I believe that is there. Our vision is to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. Say it out with me. To connect to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. Amen. That's why God called this particular body of people and assembled us together um, to to do this work, to connect lives to the transforming power and love of Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we when we were sitting down in the in the very early days of the church is one of the things that we wanted to value is that we would honor one another in order for it to glorify God. And that principle is all about valuing people. How can you be a church or a community and you don't value one another? It makes no sense. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to work anywhere where you don't feel appreciated, where you don't feel valued, or you feel like your value is being undervalued. No one likes that environment, do we? And out of all places, ladies and gentlemen, no one likes that environment when you're supposed to come to the household of faith. Sometimes when you go to certain churches, it feels like there's big yous and little people. That the main leader is the big person and that you are just a little peasant just walking around. That's how it feels. That's why it comes across. It's the truth. No one likes that type of environment. That's not an environment that the early church had. The Bible says that they broke bread with one another in the book of Acts chapter 2. And they continued in the disciples teaching, honoring one another. That's what we understand. They had a genuine love for one another. Ladies and gentlemen, when we talk about valuing people, we're talking about valuing all the things that you bring with you. All of you, like we said last week, have gifts and you have talents. And ladies and gentlemen, it's, yes, it, it, it's meant to be used, but you're not meant to be used, if that, means, if that makes sense. Yeah. While your gifts are meant to be used, you are not meant to be used. And a lot of times we use people for what they have and we don't really like them. We just like what they have. But when you really think about valuing one another, it's not just about valuing, ladies and gentlemen, the gift that they bring, but it's about valuing them as the person. It does not make sense how you can have people in leadership and you don't know what's going on with them. You don't even care what's going on with them. But yet alone, ladies and gentlemen, you just care about as long as they're bringing that tithe or as long as they're doing what you can call them to do in that place. That's all you care about. And that's not the climate that we have here. The climate that we have created, ladies and gentlemen, over these last seven years are honoring those and honoring and valuing the people who make up Transformation Christian Fellowship. Because that is what the church is supposed to look like. Ladies and gentlemen, there is not a day that goes by where I'm not praying or thinking about those or reaching out to those just to see how who they are, how they're doing as a human being. Ladies and gentlemen, you are a human being and all of us are going through the same life experience together. All of us have the same, we may not have the same struggles or we may have the same struggles, but maybe a little different. But all of us go through this one thing called life. And one thing is that you do not want to do is when you come and you're supposed to come to a church is feel like you don't feel valued. That's right. Doesn't make sense. 
And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, I want to make it make it very clear on what valuing one another looks like, what honoring one another looks like, because what Jesus said that they will know that they are my disciples by the way they love one another. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't love nothing you don't value. You can't love me if you don't value who I am. And that's the reality with some of us in relationships. You're in a relationships where there's a one-sided value. You value them more than what they value you. And that don't work because there is no uh, reciprocity there. Ladies and gentlemen, there must be reciprocity in certain relationships. Because that's how we can continue to keep honor going. And that's how we can continue, continue to keep things sustained. Yeah. The reason why I like this passage in the book of Hebrews is because the Hebrew writer is talking to the Hebrew church and talking to the church, ladies and gentlemen. And he's trying to encourage them, ladies and gentlemen, to not forsake community. He tells them not to forsake community, and he, he's trying to encourage them because they're so discouraged right now. They're discouraged because of the persecution that is going on within the church. And so they're discouraged. And what happens with people is discouragement, for some odd reason, tends to make people isolate from church. Ladies and gentlemen, I've found in a lot of cases when I talk to people and everything like that, and this ain't nothing bad, it's just the honest truth is that a lot of times people will draw themselves away from church when they're feeling discouraged, when they're feeling overwhelmed, and all of those type of things like that, ladies and gentlemen, and they don't, and, 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 and when they're in isolation, how can love be expressed? When you are feeling a certain type of way about how life is going right now, isolation is not the best place to be in because you have to be within a community where love can be, where the love of God can stimulate you in the place of the discouragement that you find yourself in. And so what Paul, what, 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 I'm not going to say Paul because he didn't write it. What the Hebrew writer is trying to convey to us is that you cannot receive love in isolation. And solitary, you cannot receive love, ladies and gentlemen. The only three things faith, love, faith, hope, and love faith and hope can be expressed in isolation, but love cannot. Love needs a community, love needs a place where it can be expressed because love cannot be expressed in isolation by yourself. Henceforth, the reason why God did not exist in oh my God in eternity by Himself. In order for him to be the God of love, he had to exist in community already for that to be expressed. And we know that through the triune, that where we through the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because love, in order for him to know what love is, he have had to express it in order for the Creator to then put it on the earth. Yeah. Is that making sense? Yeah. And so the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that discouragement made them avoid discouragement made them avoid community at the very time they needed it the most. Church is not the place to avoid when you need it the most. Now, church does not exist solely for your needs, but for the context of this message, ladies and gentlemen, it's important to find yourself in a place, in a community, in a household of faith where you feel valued. What does that mean? What does that look like? That means when the Bible tells us, put up uh, Hebrews 10 verse 24, let me break down certain words and phrases that you may see here. It said, and let us consider one another. That means to intentionally think about someone else besides yourself. 
You need to consider one another. Ladies and gentlemen, you will never invest in something that you have not uh, invest uh, or, or, or make a proper investment that's something that you do not value. If you don't value the relationships and people, then you will not put investment in it. You won't try to make go out of your way and make community with people in church. You'll just come in and be like, oh, okay, I'm on the way to the door. Don't touch me. You know what I'm saying? That's how you're going to be. But he said, consider one another. Ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about considering one another, that phrase, ladies and gentlemen, is saying to make an attempt to acknowledge and encourage our brothers and sisters in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, the meaning here is to exhort one another. It is to encourage one another. Ladies and gentlemen, it's saying make the intent to go to and make uh, make your uh, make your intent to go out and encourage one another. Ladies and gentlemen, and what does that look like? Uh, uh, what does that? Well, let's go to First Thessalonians chapter five, verse one. Before I hit that, it says, "So consider one another." And then verse First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, verse eleven says, "Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are also doing. So as you're being built up and you being edified, go and comfort each other. Amen. Go edify, meaning to build up one another." Ladies and gentlemen, your brother and your sister has to be built up too. They also need to be comforted too. Ladies and gentlemen, when you're considering one another, you are encouraging one another. There should be an encouraging environment. That we are encouraging one another as we continue to pursue this walk with Christ in a fallen world. Because it gets hard at times. It is not easy. And so, ladies and gentlemen, a part of you showing up to the house of God is that you don't know by you showing up, ladies and gentlemen, there's another brother and sister looking at you and say, wow, because I know what they went through and just seeing them in church, that's building me up so I can get to church. You don't understand what that you don't understand what that means for folk. I remember growing up in church and seeing the older deacons and I would come down there and man, I, it would it would be so great to see how they would praise God and all of that stuff. And as a young man, that would make me want to praise God. Yeah. Just seeing their example. I would go down there and seat, well, sit, sit with them, especially my man Deacon Tobert right there in the front. Yeah. God rest his soul. My man used to lead devotions in church. When I was a kid, they would, there's a hymn that we would sing, no, not one, no, not one. He would say, well, it, and I didn't know. I was like, well, it must be a word. He didn't say, well, it, no, not one. He was like, well, it. I thought it was a person. I don't know. I'm just saying, ladies and gentlemen, those types of things start encouraging you. When you see people, ladies and gentlemen, that you know who was wrestling with different sicknesses and battling with certain things, especially being growing up in church, ladies and gentlemen, my father being the head of the intercessory ministry and leading prayer nights and seeing how those people have were being healed from certain sicknesses. And, that they, and even while they were sick, they were still coming to church and glorifying God, not letting their disease, not letting their sickness get the best of them. But they would come in there even in weakness and still raise up their hand with oxygen tank and still give God praise that will edify you to say no matter what I'm going through I'm going to give God thanks ladies and gentlemen that is comforting one another just your presence alone 
is encouraging someone, especially somebody who may have came on and they, they don't got all the church church and knees and vocabulary. They coming in there, sneaks, tattoos and all, but they see another person with the same thing, but yet they praising God. That make me feel comfortable. That's valuing one another. It ain't looking at, oh, he got tattoos on. He got that on. We don't care. We only care about your soul. You get what I'm saying? We value one another so that God's glory could be seen within a people that genuinely like each other. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand when it's saying to express honor and value. Ladies and gentlemen, when you see us honoring people up here, ladies and gentlemen, and, and, and giving them, uh, giving honoring the mom, moms for Mother's Day and, and even just shouting out the mothers of the church who have helped us along the way and all of those things, that is to show honor to people who've helped you along the way. Ladies and gentlemen, what you don't, what you, when you don't show honor, when you don't show, when you don't show honor and you don't show, and you don't show that you value people, ladies and gentlemen, you will reap what you sow. You will reap dishonor when you are dis, when you are not honorable. If you're sowing dishonor, you're going to reap it. That's the truth. So when you value one another and you shout people out for what they're doing and encouraging them like, hey man, thanks for helping. Thank you. It's good to see you today. All of those types of things. You know, the the funniest thing that I say to people is when they've been away from TCF for a while and stuff like that, they think I'm going to be like, where have you been at? I don't care about that. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. (laughs) I don't care. I value your presence being here. Your presence being here, it it encourages me. You feel me? Now, some people, I can't say that all to you. If I see them, I don't like, oh, Lord, they could have hit the door. Jesus. <laughs> Y'all know there's some people like, ah. You know, I can't see that about everybody passing. <laughs> and that's okay. God knows your spirit. <laughs> Revelations 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand how we need each other. We overcome by the blood, yes, but we also overcome by the word of their testimony. So us being in a community with one another and talking with one another about what you've gone through in life and how you've overcame certain things or your testimony about doing God telling you to do certain things and how that opened up a door for you, that right there is helping somebody else get through. That's also valuing one another. See, people don't understand that your presence, your presence is 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 valuing others because seeing what you're doing and seeing how God is operating in your life, that is encouraging others. But also you not being, you being uh, selfless is also helping not being afraid to tell your testimony. Not being afraid to tell you, tell somebody how God has brought them a mighty long way. That goes a long way. That, ladies and gentlemen, is honoring and valuing one another. It's because through our testimonies, ladies and gentlemen, that is helping us uh, uh, being able to continue in this Christian walk. 
So what happens if you go back to Hebrews 10, verse 24, what happens is this. When you have a true culture, ladies and gentlemen, that is stirring up one, is that is considering one another, valuing one another, honoring one another, here's what happens. It's going to do two things. It's going to stir up love and it's going to stir up good works. So when we are honoring one another, ladies and gentlemen, when we are honoring one another, ladies and gentlemen, what the word stir up means, it means it's going to incite It's going to incite love within a room, within the hearts of people. And it's going to incite, ladies and gentlemen, good works. That good works will come out of feeling value. Ladies and gentlemen, you work a little harder when people are acknowledging what you're doing. When people don't acknowledge you, I don't want to work for you. I don't feel motivated to do what I'm doing. I'm looking for another job. Looking to get out of here. Get to somewhere where my talents are valued. You get what I'm saying? Because I want to be in a place where I'm being valued. And the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, when you don't have a culture like that, you're not stirring up love. You stir up hatred. You start to stir up, ladies and gentlemen, people being, uh, you start stirring up division. Because guess what? There'll be people in the woods saying, I don't like this guy. We should go somewhere else. And that starts breaking up a community. See, when you stir up love enough in the building, when you start seeing people trying to come in and try to create division, it won't work. Because the people of God who's already there, who value one another, hey, don't put your mouth on that person. You don't know what they've done. That creates when, see, because we, I know I value my church and I value the people in my church and you ain't just going to talk and say nothing about it uh, and, 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 and try to incite things that ain't true and try to cause division between people. And a lot of times division is caused because there's not enough value and honor within the people, within the community, because then people start complaining with one another and what attracts people is negativity. And all of us get negative. Like, I ain't going back there. Well, you ain't going back there. I ain't going back there neither. Y'all know it. It's the truth. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. When you go to certain restaurants and certain places like that, and you don't feel like your presence being there were valued, oh, man, you leave bad reviews on it. TikTok, you destroy the place. So nobody ever gets there again. (laughs) Why? Because I was not a valued customer. I'm telling, trying to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have to understand that love, ladies and gentlemen, it needs to be stirred up. And the way you stir people up is, is, is showing them that you love them, yeah. not telling them that you love them. Yeah. That's easy for me to tell you I love you. Yeah. That don't take any, that don't take any effort. It does not. First John three, first John chapter three, verse 18 says, my little children, let us not love in word or in tongue. But in deed and in truth, that means that my love must be in action and it must be rooted in the truth of the word of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to stir up love, ladies and gentlemen, we have to realize that it first starts with us valuing one another. It's so easy for us to counsel one another. We live in counsel culture. We were talking about it on Tuesday night where it's so easy for people to counsel folk. Because we don't value them. If it's so easy to counsel somebody, then we don't really value what they are. And we don't value them as a human being. So it's easy to cut them off. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, what am I trying to get to get uh, get to us? That here at this church, we want to create a culture of people, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, of loving one another, ladies and gentlemen, and valuing one another. Because what you don't value, you'll create an atmosphere. People can tell that and not want to partake in that atmosphere. I've been in so many places where people have abused people and they don't want to they don't even want to serve in church because of where they came from. Yeah. Why? Because you abused you used me until you couldn't use me no more. That's right. And when I'm no use to you anymore and you could find somebody else so easy, you just threw me off to the side. That's not a culture of value, right? It's not a culture of honor. It's easy to do that. That, that, that. that. Let me tell you something. You can't throw away people who have, who have, who have sacrificed just as much as you sacrifice. You have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, even if you transition, you have to transition people in honor. Because guess what? It's going to come back to you one way or another. Yeah. Lastly, here we go. Not only does it stir up Love, but it stir up good works, ladies and gentlemen. For us to do good works, that means that when you are around people and you and, 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 and through the testimonies and all of that, that stirs you up to do good works. That stirs you up to want to pursue, ladies and gentlemen, the things of God in life and continue on this race. It stirs you up to want to do good. When I see what's happening for my brother and sister. That's important for us, ladies and gentlemen, to understand because that's going to push us to even do more greater things for the kingdom of God. That, ladies and gentlemen, that looking at you is helping me, push me to making to, to making a difference. And here's where I'll land on this. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't understand. I, I want you to value the importance of showing up just by showing up, talking with one another. Don't be so fast. Meet somebody that you ain't met yet. Don't be so fast to leave. Create some type of community. You don't know what another person has. You don't know how their life can be connected to your story. You have to understand that when you meet certain people along the way in your journey, they have some type of connection to the season that you're in. You don't understand, ladies and gentlemen, how things are tied. I'm going to give you an example, and I'm going to land it like this. When this church was started, in the very beginning, when it was a Bible study, ladies and gentlemen, I reached out to this young girl uh, uh, by the name of Stephanie. She was our first worship leader here, ladies and gentlemen, right? And so we got, so she came to reach out, and she sung at one Bible study. And then, like, it was cool. God showed up great. It did a great, amazing things, right? And so as, as the Bible studies continued, she came through again. And then by coming through again, she brought Dom along with her. You get what I'm saying? I'm about to make a point. Dom came along with her. So then we get to pre-launch, the first pre-launch. The church's getting started at the gathering place. So Dom was there. And then Princeton came along with her. Princeton that you know now, that you now see here now. Then on the second one, lo and behold, I can't believe it. Boomy came walking through the door. (laughs) Al the Boomy came walking through the door. And so, and, and, and I'm just seeing how everything is so connected. Because of that one connection, these two people have been tied to the history of the church ever since. My destiny had been yoked up with these two who helped me, who served on the board. 
Why? Because it's through relationship. My destiny has been tied into them, and the destiny of the church was tied and, y- and yoked us all together through one relationship. You don't realize how all of that revolves in, 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 in full circle. How all of that. Vernon wasn't trying to go to Shenandoah University. He wanted to go to NYU. And boy, when he got that rejection letter, nobody knows the trouble I see. However, one of the biggest destiny things where is that he goes to Shenandoah University, because over there in Shenandoah University, there's this, there's this guy named LeVarn Gordon. You know him in here as Pastor G. Ladies and gentlemen, they get tied up by, by, uh, 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 as brothers. Their destiny collided. He's a songwriter. He's a songwriting producer. They've made music. You heard the song Heart and Soul you heard here earlier? That's their song. Can I go a little further? But because him and LaVarna connected, I come along, I'm in, the, I'm in there, and I'm tied to this man's destiny through relationship. Through relationship, ladies and gentlemen, out of relationship, me and LaVarn, for the last over two years, we celebrated back in February his ordination. What am I trying to tell you? Everything, you don't understand how your destiny is tied in with somebody else. And if you don't value those relationships and value one another, you don't know what can come out of it. You don't know. Because you underestimate the value of relationships. When you don't, when we show up together and we converse and talk and all of that stuff, you don't know how that is helping somebody. How your smile, just seeing you, man, you always yeah. smiling. I need that. Yeah. Why? Because that's helping me. You don't know what I'm going through inside. Yes. Just that alone does works for somebody. But you have to understand that when you go to a local church and you and you've heard the, and you feel God calling you to a local church, it's because your destiny for that season in life or for however long it's tied to that place for it to unlock what it needs to do in your life. Are you hearing what I say? Stand your feet. Value one another. And people don't realize the importance of it until you need to. Whereas though like, there were certain relationships you undervalued and you wish you did not do it because you could see what it was meant. After all, you see what it was meant for it to do. That's why you don't underestimate. You treat everybody the same because you just never know. Amen. You are important. You as, as the pastor of TCF, all of you are important to me. Your life is important to me. Your family is important to me. I love my children here at TCF. My wife loves them too, and she, she couldn't wait to teach them today. Why? Because we value your family. We value seeing your children grow up. You know, I, you know what I thought about? I'm like, man, these kids going to see me grow up and be 60. They're going to be like, man, Pastor, I remember you. you <laughs> I was like, Jesus, I'm about to grow old with some of them. I look at any, I'm like, good Lord, man. When I reach 50, he's going to be like, Pastor, I remember. 
you didn't have gray hair back then, but you're getting old. They already starting to do it. I don't like it. But <laughs> I, you don't understand. You get to see, you get to see, to be able to, to christen and all of that stuff, to, to see and to walk with your family through the most hardest times of your life. That's a joy. It's a, it's a privilege to do that. It's a privilege. And if you value that, then you'll value the place that you're in. You show up. Amen. Let's look to the Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence, oh God. We thank you for your word. Now we just ask you, Lord, that you would seal this word in our hearts. May we value, oh God, this place called Transformation Christian Fellowship. May God, we value one another, oh God, and honor one another and continue to encourage one another and build one another up. Lord God, we come against trying to tear us down today. When we come into the house of God, we don't come to get teared down. We come to be built up. We come to be edified. So let us edify one another in good works. Let us edify one another in love, in Jesus' name. Lord God, let a genuine affection for one another, oh God, that is holy and pure, oh God, be manifested within this place called TCF. So then when someone who's lost and don't know who you are, Jesus, they can know who you are because they know you through your people today. And so God, we thank you and we give your name praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you're not saved today, I want to put a decision in front of you to give you to give your life to Christ today. Believe it or not, God is real. And there's so many other gods in this world, but there's only one real one. His name is Jesus. Jesus died for your sins. Believe it or not, all of us were deemed were we're, we're, we were doomed for de uh, damnation in hell. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about the power of God through his blood has redeemed us in the person of his son. That you don't have to do anything besides believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and decide to make him the Lord over your life today. Acknowledging that he did die. He, did, he was buried and he rose again and he ascended to the right hand of the father just for you. And I want to give you him today. I want to give you him. I want you to make a decision to follow Jesus today. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ today, you can do that as well. You say, Pastor, I drifted away, but I want to come back home. Hey, you can come back home. If you need a church home and you know TCF is the church that God has called you to be at, I want you to make a commitment today. Make a commitment today. Connect classes happening right after service. Make a commitment today. Say, hey, I'm ready to, I value what God is doing here and I want to be a part of that. Make a commitment today. Don't leave out of here without a commitment. But more importantly, I'm, I want you to commit to the Lord Jesus today. Not a call so that you can find peace and eternal life. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, those of you who are watching online, those of you who are in person, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge I'm a sinner and I need a savior. Lord, I want to make you the Lord over my life. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried and that you rose again. And today I will not live another day without you being my God in Jesus name 
Amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, don't leave out of here without filling out that connection card so that we can tell you the next way of salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're glad to be here, come on, put your hands together. Give God a praise for those who made a commitment today in Jesus' name. Pastor Dom is coming. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1, to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.